It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. What do we have on tap? Well, only way to find that out, you have to tune in. You have to grab your ticket, get on board, put your seatbelt on. Most importantly, enjoy the ride. That's right. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith. And we are getting ready to get this train on the track. So let's get rolling. train sports talk podcast with your host and conductor anthony smith grab your tickets get on board and enjoy the ride it's the a train sports talk podcast all aboard Welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith, on a very hot, steamy Sunday afternoon. I mean, it is literally so hot when you walk outside and the day is Sunday, church day, suit day, sweat day. Yes, it was that hot. It was hot, but I have a good show in store for you today as we're looking at the college football preview, and I'm one, of course, no pun intended due to my segment called Outside the Box. I like to step outside the box when it comes to talking college sports, college football, because I like to give you stuff that's not talked about in these parts of the region. Maybe in Oklahoma, because there is an HBCU school in Oklahoma, Langston University. But other than that, you don't hear too much about HBCUs around here. Because the fact we're in proximity to like Kansas University, Kansas State University, we tend to talk a lot of Big 12. You hear a local radio talk show host talking Big 12. Then they'll venture into the Big Ten. There are some Nebraska fans. Uh, why, I don't know, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, so you tend to look at, since we are close to a, as they call it, Power Five Conference, we tend to talk about those Power Five Conferences. So I like to kind of just step outside the box, so to speak, and talk about what's not being talked about. People say, well, you're not in a demographic that, talks about HBCU but there's no written rule that says I have to be in a demographic to talk about HBCU schools I'm in a demographic where we talk sports so as we look at HBCU previews the 2022 MEAC football season and provide insight on what players, teams, and storylines you should follow in the fall start with South Carolina State deserves more respect. South Carolina State put the whole HBCU football world on notice when they beat the heavily favored Jackson State in the Celebration Bowl. While the win might have been considered a huge upset to some, it might have been a sign of things to come for South Carolina State. Despite the win over Jackson State, it could be argued that South Carolina State has not received the respect at championship command. The biggest example of this is the Bulldogs not being ranked in the stats perform FCS preseason top 25 poll. Only this only this will only add fuel to the fire for the defending MEAC champs in their request to repeat. On paper, SC State has the most talented team in the conference with a number of game-changing players from their championship unit returning this season. The roster includes MEAC preseason defensive player of the year, Jablonski Green, all MEAC linebacker, B.J. Davis, all MEAC defensive lineman, Octavian Mentor, leading rusher, Kendrell Flowers, 
and leading receiver Shaquan Davis. So who will challenge South Carolina State? With South Carolina State entering the season as a prohibitive favorite to win the conference, the rest of their MEAC foes will be looking to play spoiler. North Carolina Central came the closest to winning the MEAC last season, but a 27-24 loss to South Carolina State ended their hopes of representing the conference in the Celebration Bowl. The Eagles are looking sophomore quarterback Davius Richard to lead the offense to success this season. He will have a pair of sophomore receivers in Andrew Smith and Devin Smith to help him out in the passing game, along with junior running back Latrell Collier. The NCCU special teams will also be a key to their success with one of the top return specialists in the country, Brandon Codrington. He was named FCS All-American in a season that saw him record a punt return touchdown and two block kicks. Norfolk State will look to bounce back from a disappointing end to its 2021 season in which it lost its last three games after a 6-2 start. Their offense will be led by MEAC preseason offensive player of the year, J.J. Davis, who led the conference in rushing touchdowns last season. The Spartans will be headlined by a secondary featuring two of the top leaders in interceptions in the MEAC last season in Justin Toller and Brandon Savage. In addition, ball hawking defensive back Devin Coles returns to the back end. Delaware State is aiming to snap an eight-season streak in which they have finished below 500 in conference play. Their defense is loaded with top defensive backs, including Isaias Guthrie, Charles Peeler, Juwan Granger, and Romel Harris-Freeman. Howard hopes to continue to grow as a team under second-year coach Larry Scott. The Bison will be fueled by quarterback Quentin Williams, along with running back duo Jared Hunter and Ian Wheeler. Rounding out the field, the Morgan State Bears are under completely new leadership with an entirely new coaching staff taken over led by former Bowie State head coach Damon Wilson. The offense will be led by running backs Alfonso Graham and Jabril Johnson. The Bears' defense features some players you'll want to look out for, including sophomore defensive lineman Elijah Williams and defensive back Javion Morton. How much will offseason roster losses matter? With many of the MEAC's top players either having graduated or transferred, there is a potential for some under-the-radar talents to make a name for themselves. However, there is also a chance that these losses could affect teams more than they realize. South Carolina State will be missing a number of players from their defense, including MEAC Defensive Player of the Year, Dakobe Durant, all MEAC Defensive Back, Zafira Kelly, and all MEAC Linebacker, Chad Gilchrist. The Bulldogs' offense also took a slight hit as they will be without receiver Will Green. Norfolk State will be looking to replace Jerron Carter. On defense, the Spartans no longer have two of the top pass rushers, Chris Myers and Deshaun Dixon. Delaware State's offense will look quite different without their two leading receivers from last season, Trey Gross and Kawana Kali as well as their leading rusher, Savion Wilkerson. Finally, North Carolina Central will have a completely different offense without top running back Isaiah Totten, receiver Ryan McDaniel, and tight end Isaiah Macklin. There are a lot of unknowns heading into the 2022 season, and that is something MEAC fans should be excited about. So having heard what I just gave you, Who do you see as the favorite, prohibitive favorite, outside of South Carolina State? Who will challenge them? That remains to be seen. There are a lot of unknowns, which can lead to excitement. But also, the unknowns can also lead to some disappointments as well, too. And we are looking at some more HBCU news to kick things off. 
as we were as we will stick with the HBCU football preview. As it stands, as the Box Toro releases the 2022 HBCU preseason football All America team. And you might find some names on here of interest, some names that you will want to pay close attention to. So, Box Toro releases its 2022 HBCU college football All-America team based on national HBCU media votes. On Thursday, Donnell Ware released the Box Toro 2022 HBCU college football All-America team based on the submitted ballots from the national media, writers, and journalists covering HBCU football. Jackson State's quarterback Shadur Sanders, Florida A&M's linebacker Isaiah Land, and University of Arkansas Pine Bluffs offensive lineman Mark Evans II, Southern's defensive lineman Jordan Lewis and Jason Dumas, and Grambling State's defensive lineman Sundate Anderson have been favorite All-American player selections in recent preseason teams. Bulldogs running back Gary Quarles of Alabama A&M University, Tiger safety Shiloh Sanders, Jackson State, Bulldog wide receivers Shaquan Davis, South Carolina State and Jaguars offensive lineman Dallas Black are worthy of preseason accolades. HBCU fans, football fans, must consider how the young players will continue to impact college football in 2022. The conference conference representatives are as follows. Number one, SWAC, nine offense, nine defense, two specialists, equal 20. MEAC, one offense, two defense, two specialists for a total of five. CIAA, one offense, one defense, one specialist, three. And the OVC, one offense, one specialist for a total of two. So who are some of the names? Mark Evans, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, offensive tackle, senior. So, as we look at the article here, Jackson State's Travis Hunter was not mentioned as a freshman, although he will play a considerable role at Jackson State and help to influence several game outcomes. How will Andrew Body mature in his sophomore campaign for Texas Southern? Before the season closes, I believe FAMU's wide receiver Xavier Smith will be buying for All-American honors and make Willie Simmons grateful he returned for one more season. In a question that was recently asked and acknowledging his unknown future for future at the FCS playoffs press conference shortly after their first round loss to SLU in Hammond. So the 2022 HBCU college football All-America team stacks up like this on offense at quarterback. Shadur Sanders, Jackson State, sophomore out of Canton, Texas. Running back, Gary Quarles, Alabama A&M, senior. Running back, Caleb Johnson, Mississippi Valley State, a junior, redshirt junior. Running back, J.J. Davis, Norfolk State, redshirt sophomore. Offensive lineman, Quindante Bobo, Bowie State, senior. Offensive lineman, Robert Lacey, Tennessee State, senior. Offensive lineman, Dallas Black, Southern, redshirt junior. Offensive lineman, Mark Evans, the second, Arkansas Pine Bluff, a senior. Offensive lineman, Tony Gray from Jackson State, redshirt senior. Tight end, Kamari Averett, Bethune-Cookman, senior. Wide receiver, Abdul Fateh Ibrahim, Alabama A&M, senior. Wide receiver, Shaquan Davis, South Carolina State, redshirt junior. On the defensive side, defensive lineman Jason Dumas, Southern University, senior. Defensive lineman Jablonski Green, South Carolina State, redshirt junior. Defensive line Jordan Lewis, Southern junior. 
Defensive lineman, Sundate Anderson, Grambling State, Jr. Linebacker, Isaiah Land, Florida A&M, red shirt, senior. Linebacker, Audrey, Aubrey Miller, Jr., Jackson State, senior. Linebacker, Jacob Roberts, North Carolina A&T, senior. Defensive back, B.J. Bowler, Florida A&M, red shirt, senior. Defensive back, Shiloh Sanders, Jackson State, red shirt, sophomore. Defensive back, Brandon Barnes-Brown, Fayetteville State, a graduate. Defensive backman, Omari Hill-Robinson, Bethune-Cookman, senior. Defensive back, Urshad Davis, Alabama State, Jr. Their specialists, Hunter, Matt Noel, Delaware State, sophomore. Place kicker, Jose Romero Martinez, Florida A&M, a graduate. Punt return, Brandon Codrington, North Carolina Central, Jr. Kick returner, Isaiah Bolden, Jackson State, Sr. Return specialist, Brandon Codrington, North Carolina Central, Jr. And another return specialist, Dreon Johnson, Tennessee State, Jr. So this is how we start off the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. I will say this. There are no bells and whistles, no sound beds, no music beds. Just doing things the old way, the way I used to do it. But if you stay tuned, there is more to come on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. So enjoy the ride as we take journeys. So I will be back with more after this. Stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk.com at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Grab your tickets, get on board, and enjoy the ride. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. All aboard! Welcome back to another segment of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Hope you are enjoying the ride this far, as we're still looking at some more HBCU news. Trust me, in the days to come, I will be looking at the Power Five conferences. But like I say, I'm different. I don't go with the norm. I go outside the box. So as we come back into this next segment here, Grambling is getting closer to naming QB after culture establishing scrimmage. Grambling has five new quarterbacks, Chance, Amy, Julian Calvez, Amani Gilmore, Quaterius Hawkins, Kajaya Holloway, vying to operate the first team. All five played during Saturday scrimmage. Calvez, a freshman, and Amy, a junior transfer from Syracuse, threw the longest completions of the scrimmage, 
but none of the five quarterbacks appear to truly lock down the top spot in GSU's arms race. I think we're where we need to be at this point, head coach Hugh Jackson said. We've got to name the quarterback soon at some point of time here because I think that's what takes the team over the top. Somebody they can go follow and believe in. We're getting closer to that. Today, there were some good things and there were some throws I wanted to jump on some people about. But at the same time, there were some plays that were made and that's all you asked for. They didn't turn the ball over and that's really important. That's the key to winning many to winning many a football game. So that message has been pounded into them. I've seen a couple of times where fans might think it's a bad play, but they've been told to throw the ball away. Our goal is to always get to the next down with the ball. So that was very rewarding to me as a coach. That's what we preach, and that's what was done today. Grambling State University held its athletics fan day on Saturday. But before fans got to meet the Tigers football team, those willing to brave the heat received an opportunity to see the G-Men in action during a gridiron scrimmage inside Eddie G. Robinson Memorial Stadium. We're trying to develop a standard, and I think the players understand that the standard is the standard, Jackson said. The standards about the effort, the discipline, how we finish things, how we do things in the locker room, the weight room, dining hall, dealing with coaches, just everything. Now is the time to focus in on those things and find out how we as coaches want things to be done. This is the first of really, or really second kind of action we've had with this team. And now we have all the freshmen here with the upperclassmen. So this is really the first time we're putting this team together, and I'm excited about where we're headed. And to keep things headed that way, Jackson said a Jackson said a straightforward approach is key. I think with student athletes, it's best to be transparent with them, Jackson said. You tell them what you want them to accomplish, then you create an environment for them to accomplish it in, and you don't relent on anything. I think they understand that I don't relent much, and that's becoming who they are. We still have a ways to go, but at the same time, I'm proud of the effort and the attention to detail. I'm proud of the camaraderie that the guys have toward each other about what we're trying to accomplish. As for Grambling, as for the Grambling running back core, freshman Jaden Handy broke off the longest run of the day, racing 60 yards to pay dirt. But that play was backed by an illegal One moment. And we don't know where that came from. As running back core, freshman Jaden Handy broke off the longest run of the day racing. 60 yards to pay dirt, but that pay that play was backed by an illegal blocking call. Keelan Elder, Jalen Joseph, and CJ Russell are the returning running backs for the Tigers and have been joined by newcomers Floyd Chalk, the fourth, Jaden Handy, Dietrich Talbert, Maurice Washington, and Chance Williams to give Jackson a full stable of diverse talent to the running to run the football. I saw things from Williams. I saw I saw Chalk, Handy, and even C.J. Russell and Elder. I mean, we have some guys, and they're all different shapes, sizes, and forms, but they're talented, and I'm excited about that because I truly believe how you win in football is run, Jackson said. I think you throw to score, but you run to win. At some point, we're going to have to run the ball, and I think we can. But you've got to be able to throw as well, so – I think we have a chance, have have the chance to be very dynamic on offense as we move forward. While gaining confidence in his offense, it was the defense that Jackson knew won the day, Saturday. I think the strength of this team is our defense, Jackson said. The defense is the heartbeat of this team. We have some very talented players over there that everybody knows, and they're really coming on. 
I'm happy about where we are as a football team, Jackson said. I see where we need to improve. I see the improvement we made from spring to now. The next jump is going to be next two weeks. And I think if we can get there, I'm excited about starting the season the right way. So there you have news on Grambling getting close to their starting quarterback and also how they feel about some of their other key players, quarterbacks, running back, how they feel about their defense. So Grambling is looking forward to a new season as well with high hopes. Moving right along. As we look at some former HBCU players who had a chance to shine at the next level. Shamar Bridges, former Fort Valley State star, shines in NFL preseason. Shamar Bridges might have gone undrafted, but he stood out in a big way for the Baltimore Ravens in the team's preseason opener on Thursday. The former Fort Valley statewide receiver caught four passes on five targets for 62 yards and a touchdown in Baltimore's 23-10 win over Tennessee Titans. Bridges who signed an undrafted free agent deal with the Ravens first cemented his name on NFL radars after participating in the first annual Legacy Bowl in New Orleans. He also was involved in the first HBCU combine in front of NFL scouts. After his performance on Thursday, Bridges could add his name to the list of HBCU players on NFL Rosters. So, just just a little bit of news on some former players who are now making their name at the next level. So, we, we want to wish him the best of luck, no doubt. So, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to pause and take another break. And when I come back, I will have some more for you. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Hope you're enjoying the ride. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Grab your tickets. Get on board and enjoy the ride. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. All aboard. Welcome back into the A Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith, on a Sunday evening. Started out this first couple of segments talking some HBCU. Preview the MEAC and HBCU preseason All American team. And then we looked at Grambling's close to naming a QB. Former HBCU FBSU Shamar Bridges shining NFL preseason. Now we are shifting around talking about yep, some of the Power Five schools. So we're going to take a look now at the 
Pac-12 as the 2022 college football Pac-12 preview odds and predictions. The question is, is 2022 set to be the season of bounce backs in the Pac-12? Both USC and Washington struggled mightily in 2021 as each team won just eight games combined. Now with new coaches in the bowl, each team's over-under for the upcoming season is more than double their number of wins last year. The Trojans and Huskies still have to deal with defending division champions Oregon and Utah. And even though the conference has done away with divisions this year, the top two teams in the standing space off of the Pac-12 title. Oregon and Utah are still well-positioned to compete for the conference crown, again, with lots of returning talent. Favorites, USC plus 200 to win the Pac-12. Their 2021 record was 4-8, 3-6 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 2,000. Over-under wins, 9.5 wins. No team has gotten more preseason hype than USC. Just look at the Trojans' odds. Should they really be the favorites in the Pac-12? Their odds are a great case of brand name bias. USC has the chance to be really good in 2022, of course. Lincoln Riley's arrival immediately juiced the Trojan fan base and the injection of high-profile transfer talent should immediately make the offense very good. Former Oklahoma QB, Caleb Williams is a serious preseason Heisman contender and the best QB in the Pac-12. Former Oregon running back Travis Dye will be a threat both rushing and receiving. And former pit wide receiving Jordan Addison was the best receiver in college football in 2021. But it's also fair to look at USC's potential limitations. The defense allowed 32 points per game in 2021. It's replacing eight starters and had just 21 sacks. The offensive line also needs to improve with three starters back. USC hasn't averaged more than four and a half yards a carry since 2017. Raleigh's teams have always been phenomenal running the football. Utah, plus 225. Their 2021 record, 10 and 4, 8 and 1 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 5,000. Over-under wins, 9 wins. Over-under, 9 wins. The Utes are the preseason pick to win the Pac-12 after a stellar 2021 season. Offense should be even better this season with Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas both back. Thomas rushed for over 1,100 yards and 21 TDs while Rising completed 64% of his passes and threw 20 TDs, 20 TDs to just five interceptions. Brent Cuthy and Dalton Kincaid make up one of the best tight end duos in the country, and receiver Devon Bailey averaged 17 yards a catch a season ago. Throw in an offensive line that's both young and experienced, and Utah could easily match its 36 points per game output from a year ago. The defense loses Devin Lloyd and Nephi Sewell, who still returns six starters, Van Fillinger and Junior Tafuna will be asked to step up with Mike Tafuna, gone, nine and a half sacks, and the secondary returning two of four starters, Florida transfer, Mohamed Diabate could end up starting in Lloyd's place. He was Florida's top tackler in 2021 and will play his old school in week number one. Contenders, Oregon, plus 300. 2021 record, 10-4, and 7-2 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 5,000. Over under, eight and a half wins. The Ducks have a new quarterback and a new head coach. Former Georgia defensive coordinator Dan Lanning Brought former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix to Eugene, and Nix is likely to open the season as the starter. The Nix experience can be a roller coaster. He's thrown for 39 TDs and 16 interceptions in three years at Auburn, but has averaged just seven yards per pass and completed less than 60% of his throws. Consistency will be key. Running back Byron Cardwell averaged nearly seven yards a carry in 2021, and Minnesota transfer. Marquise Irving was very good as a freshman a season ago. They're a nice one-two punch behind an offensive line that's likely to be the best in the Pac-12. All five starters return and should be dominant up front, especially in conference play. The defense returns seven starters, including do-it-all linebacker Noah Sewell. 
He had 114 tackles, four sacks, and five pass breakups in 2021. Finding contribution from more defensive linemen in 2022 will be imperative with Kayvon Thibodeau off to the NFL. Opposing teams keyed in on Thibodeau every week, and that provided opportunities for others. Lanning gets to face off with his former employer in week one in Atlanta, and the tough non-conference schedule concludes with BYU two weeks later. UCLA plus 1,000, 2021 record 8 and 4, 6 and 3 to pack 12, national title odds plus 10,000, over under 8.5 wins. Could the Bruins be 5 and 0 ahead of an October 8 home game versus Utah? It's very possible with an extremely easy non conference schedule and games at Colorado at home versus Washington to open the season. QB Dorian Thompson Robinson is back for another season after combining for 30 TDs in 2021. Running back Zach Charbonnet rushed for 1,137 yards and 13 TDs in his first season as a Bruin after transferring from Michigan. And he's also back. The rushing attack should still be very solid despite three new starters on the offensive line. The biggest offensive questions are at, are at receiver where the top three pass catchers from last season are gone. Casimir Allen, Cam Brown will be asked to take on much bigger roles. The defense gave up fewer than 30 points per game for the first time in five seasons in 2021, but nine starters need to be replaced. The good news for UCLA is that the Bruins rotated heavily on defense a season ago, so more key contributors return than you would expect. The easy non-conference slate gives UCLA some time to get the defense sorted out. Washington, plus 1,600, 2021 record, 4-8, and 3-6 in the Pac-12, national title odds, plus 10,000, over under 7.5 wins. The Huskies should be better in 2022 after the disaster that was the 2021 season. But just how much better will the season be? New coach Kalen DeBoer comes in from Fresno State, and he brought in former Indiana quarterback Michael Penix Jr. DeBoer, a former Indiana assistant, is very familiar with Penix's skill set. Quarterback was a problem for the Huskies a season ago. Dylan Morris and Sam Hewitt combined to throw more interceptions than touchdowns. The lack of a passing attack also helped stifle the run game as Washington ran for a staggeringly low 3.2 yards per carry and averaged fewer than 100 yards per game. Four stars returned on an offensive line that will feature three seniors. The defense was great against the pass last year, but needs to replace corners Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon and linebacker Jackson Sermon. Shoring up the run defense is, much, is as much of a priority as improving the run game. Opposing defenses rushed for nearly 200 yards a game against Washington a year ago. A week three game against Michigan State at home is a great measuring stick for the Huskies before conference play begins. Oregon State plus 3,300. 2021 record, 7-6, 5-4 in the Pac-12. National title odds plus 25,000. Over under six and a half wins. The Beavers are well positioned for another solid season after going to their first bowl game in eight seasons in 2021. QB Chance Nolan emerged as the starter over Sam Noyer early in the season and threw for nearly 2,700 yards. Nolan didn't have to carry the defense last year. Running back B.J. Baylor rushed for over 1,337 yards and 13 scores. Baylor is gone, and Deshaun Fenwick is in line to take over as the starter. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry as Oregon State's number two back, and Trey Lowe averaged 6.4 yards of rush. Oregon State's run game should be a very good should be very good once again. The defense brings back nine starters, including the entire secondary. Oregon State has gotten a lot better against the run in Jonathan Smith's tenure, and should be pretty stingy once again. The Beavers got to a bowl game with back-to-back -back wins over Stanford and Arizona State late in the season, and the second half of the schedule this year includes Colorado, Kyle, and Arizona State. So there is a look at some of the Pac-12. What I'm going to do right now is I am going to take a break. And when I come back, 
gonna take a look at some of the long shots in the Pac-12. We are going to wrap this train ride up on a Sunday evening. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday evening. Get out and get in some natural vitamin D. This is Anthony Smith, your host and conductor of the A Train First Talk Podcast. I'll be right back with you. So don't you go nowhere. A Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Grab your tickets, get on board, and enjoy the ride. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. All aboard! Today, train sports talk podcast. Yes, that's right. It's your host and your conductor, Anthony Smith, coming to you on a Sunday afternoon, somewhat warm, muggy, sticky, but not too overbearing. I think we can manage. Giving you this college football preview. Just to give you a recap, yeah, we started off talking some HBCU. Gotta show some love to the brothers in HBCU because this is now apparently becoming a brand that you have to pay close attention and that goes way beyond just prime time in Jackson State but you got Florida A&M universities you have your Gramblings I mean the landscape is definitely on the horizon in HBCU territory so now we're looking back at the Pac-12 again as we get ready to wrap up this train ride as we started out with the Pac-12 in our last segment, and we were looking at the favorites and the contenders. Now we take a look at the long shots. Washington State, plus 5,000. 2021 record, 7-6, to 6-3 six, six and three in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 20,000. Over under, five and a half wins. The Cougars may be the biggest variable in the Pac-12. Washington State's offense is set to feature former Incarnate Word quarterback Cam Ward and will be run by former Incarnate Word offensive coordinator Eric Morris. Ward threw for nearly 4,700 yards in 2021 and had 47 TD passes. It's not impossible to think that Washington State's offense could make a leap similar to Western Kentucky's a season ago when Bailey Zapp set the college football world on fire. Six starters are back on defense, including the majority of the pass rush. Defensive coordinator Jake Dickert did a phenomenal job after he was promoted to head coach following Nick Rolovic's firing as the Cougars finished the season 3-2 and two to go to a bowl game. Improving the run defense will be key for the Cougars. 
Arizona State plus 5,000. 2021 record, 8-5, 6-3 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 10,000, over, under, 5.5 wins. It's been a tumultuous offseason for Arizona State. The Sun Devils have lost five assistant coaches amid an NCAA investigation to improper recruiting business. Longtime quarterback Jaden Daniels transferred to LSU, and 14 other starters are gone from last year's Vegas Bowl team. Former Florida quarterback Emory Jones steps in to replace Daniels after it was apparent Anthony Richardson was the quarterback of the future in Gainesville. Finding solid receivers for Jones to throw to would be key. No ASU receiver on the roster had more than 13 catches in 2021. Defense returns linebackers Kyle Soley and Merlin Robertson, but not much else. And the schedule to start the season is rough. ASU has games against Oklahoma State, Utah, and USC through its first five games. Wow, you know Calvin Golden Bears. Plus 6,600. 2021 record, 5-7, 4-5 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 50,000. Over-under, 5.5 wins. It's been a rough couple seasons for Cal. The Bears were 8-5 in 2019, but have won just six of their 16 games since. And the 2022 version of Cal will have a lot of new faces. Chase Garbers is set to be succeeded at QB by Purdue transfer Jack Plummer. He lost out to Aiden O'Connell in West Lafayette and could easily put up numbers better than Garbers did a season ago. Number two running back, Damian Moore, returns after rushing for over five yards a carry and six TDs in 2021. And Jeremiah Hunt is one of only two returning receivers who caught a TD pass last season. The defense does return leading tackler Daniel Scott at safety, and he'll have Jackson Sermon ahead of him to hopefully keep his tackle numbers down. Sermon was Washington's leading tackler at linebacker in 2021 and transferred to play for his dad, Kyle D.C. Peter Sermon. Stanford, plus 8,000. 2021 record, 3-9, and 2-7 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 50,000. Over, under, 4.5 wins. Maybe this is the year that Stanford gets back to a bowl game or not. The schedule is brutal. The Cardinal haven't played in the postseason game since 2017 and were abysmal in 2021. The good news is 17 stars are back from that young team, and QB Tanner McGee, McKee, is one of them. McKee completed 65% of his passes and was about the only bright spot on the Stanford offense. The run game that you used to associate Stanford and its famous running backs with was non-existent in 2021. The Cardinal averaged a paltry 87 yards a game and 3.2 yards per carry. All five starters are back on the offensive line, and none of them are seniors. So perhaps there will be a big leap up front. The defense, meanwhile, gave up almost 240 yards per game on the ground and 6.5 yards per play. Figuring out that side of the ball is key with games against USC, Oregon, and Notre Dame in the first half of the season. Colorado. Plus 25,000. 2021 record, 4-8, 3-6 in the Pac-12. National title odds, plus 50,000. Over, under, 3.5 wins. It's possible the Buffaloes could be better than 2022, but have a worse record than they did in 2021. At the moment, it looks like Colorado could be favored just once this season in a home game versus Arizona on October the 1st. Brendan Lewis is back at quarterback after taking over as the starter in 2021, but will compete with J.T. Shrout who missed the 2021 season after transferring in from Tennessee. The running game needs to replace Jarek Broussard and get a solid push up front. The defense has to replace seven starters, though leading tacklers Isaiah Lewis and Quinn Perry are back. The Bucs have a brutal non-conference schedule to start the season with games against TCU, Air Force, and Minnesota, and could be 0-4 ahead of that matchup with the Wildcats. Arizona? Plus 35,000. 2021, 2021 record, 1-11, 1-8, Pac-12. National title odds, plus 4,000, 40,000. Over under 2.5 wins. Things have to get better in Tucson, right? 
Arizona was outscored by an average margin of 31 to 17 and lost to FCS Northern Arizona in week three. The Wildcats' only win came in a 10-3 win over a depleted Kyle team. Former Washington State QB Jaden DeLora is the presumptive starter after Arizona couldn't get consistent QB play a season ago. Replacing wide receiver Stanley Berry Hill's production, 83 catches, 744 yards, is necessary. The defense has eight returning starters and was actually better than it's been in years. It's on the offense to make a big jump in 2022, but there could be another FCS loss on the schedule. Powerhouse North Dakota State visits in week three. So now the question remains, who will win the Pac-12? Could it be Utah? Could it be Oregon? Could it be out of nowhere now? New coach, Lincoln Riley, and his USC Trojans. It remains to be seen. The main thing is, that's why the game is played on the field. Because we can all come up with scenarios. When I see, I'm talking about people in sports media, and even people like me who are doing podcasts, we can come up with all kinds of scenarios of why we think who will win what. But I'm just going to say the top three teams to look at would most definitely have to be Utah based on what they have coming back, Oregon based on what they have coming back, albeit they have a new coach, and USC based on the transfers that they pulled, the coaching staff that they constructed, which quite a few of them came with Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. But once again, the games have to be played on the field not behind the microphone of someone like me that's doing a podcast. Well, it's time to bring this train into the station, but I hope you have enjoyed your ride along the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor on a Sunday evening. I will be back in the next few days to give you some more college football preview on the A-Train Sports Talk as we are ever so close, so close to the start of the college football season. So I hope that these previews will help whet your appetite to get you ready for some college football. But until the next time, take care of yourself and each other. Have a blessed week. This is yours truly, your favorite conductor, the number one podcast in the state of Kansas, the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with yours truly, Anthony Smith.